Hey, I'm Dion Greenwood and you are listening to the J127 Podcast. Good morning everyone, this is Dion Greenwood and you are listening to the J127 Podcast. Welcome, today we are doing the bonus episode with regards to the table of support or the table of accountability. Now as we were preparing for this, the last three weeks I was recording and deleting and recording and deleting and I couldn't really find the heart and I couldn't get the idea of exactly what I want to say to you guys. And then last week happened and I personally realized the importance of the table of support or the table of accountability. I must say that this past week was one of the toughest weeks for me as a dad. It was one of the toughest weeks for me as a husband, as the enemy really came at my position as a husband and as a dad in our house. The importance of the table of support was the guys at my table really stood up into their place of authority this week and rallied around me and really lifted me up and encouraged me, really made me aware of um, my blind spots in the specific area where I was battling and uh, also the strategy that the enemy is bringing against me. These guys obviously have the right to speak into my life because of the table of support. So the table of support is a table where you have seats around the table. So if you imagine a table and there's guys sitting around your table and you maybe sit at the head or on the side and the guys are just talking. So that is pretty much the idea of the table of support is guys sitting around the table talking to one another. Now, I'm going to link the PDF in the notes and then you can print it and on there is descriptions for every seat and then there's also a little block underneath every seat where you can write in a name. So when I say mentor, there will be a little block and you can write the name of your mentor. If you don't have a mentor, very exciting. You can take it to the Lord and say, Lord, you have placed a mentor out there for me. Who, had, who, who is he? Who is the guy that is going to have the authority to speak into my life and to coach me? To coach me, uh, body, mind and spirit as I journey through life. Who is my inner circle guys? Now, to me, the inner circle guys are the guys which I call the 2 a.m. guys. Now, not excluding my mentor, because he will also uh, come to my house if I call him at 2 o'clock in the morning. But the inner circles guys is the guys that will stop what they're doing and make you their priority in the event that you need it. They will also celebrate with you when there's celebration required. And then the Euro seat. Now, I want to start off with the Euro seat and tell you about the, the, the Euro at my table. And this is, I'm going to make it personal to me. And you're going to pretty much take this for yourself or let the Lord show you and give you the, the names of the guys that you have to fit into these seats. So the Euro seat at my table um, and according to Cassie Carsten, the hero is somebody who you aspire or have the highest admiration uh, for. So I would say to me that it will be Uncle Bux Delaray. He's a fairly older gentleman. Um, we did or met one another and we did a marriage course through them. And during this course, he just showed, modeled um, godly husband. Godly husband just 
oozed out of him. We've been married for 24 years. And again, even at 24, we thought we arrived, but so far from the truth. We need all the help we can get. With five adopted children and two biologicals, every little bit of help that we can get as a couple would be appreciated. And we did this marriage course um, with Wimbux and Tanya Net. And during this time, the way he spoke to his wife, the way he, how he affirmed her, how gentle he was with her, how honoring he was with her, the, to her, uh, was just such an example of a godly husband. And I wanted that. And I started journeying with Uncle Bucks. I wanted to receive from him um, the way how we do things. Uh, what was the pitfalls? Just how did you get to this point when you speak to her? It's almost, it's, it's indescribable in the way how they talk to one another. And I go like, man, I would love to talk to my wife in the way he speaks to his wife. And with God's grace, we're growing in all areas and they're journeying with us as we grow. Now, I told you earlier that this was a very tough week for me. So I really relied on the guys around me. Uh, and I want to um, focus on the mentor seat because he is the guy that will pretty much know the ins and outs in your family. Um, mine specifically, we were running in the mountain uh, a few weeks ago after a day, a tough day at school. And uh, we were, I was just going to run and, and just chat through a little situation we had that morning. And uh, we were talking about it and I, I didn't force one of the boys, but I told one of the boys, well, to tell Uncle Carl what happened this morning at school. Um, and we, we were done with the run and we discussed a few things. And I saw something off with one of the boys and um, a little later, Carl told me that, um, you know, I know your heart and I know what you wanted to do with our chat in the mountain today is to chat on this thing and then just run it out and let the frustrations go. But I really sense that um, one of the boys would have perceived you shaming them as we were discussing this. So the next morning, um, we're sitting in school and I go to one of the boys and I say, listen, when we ran yesterday, did, did you feel ashamed by me? Did I shame you by any chance when we discussed it? And I thought it was quite a safe space and a safe place to discuss the matter. And he said, yes, Dad, I, I, I really felt ashamed um, when we talked about it. So obviously your mentor knows you. He knows your heart. He knows the place that you speak from. So he also has the, the power of discernment and understanding of, of where you are in your journey. And he will build and speak into that, encourage you, ask tough questions. And that comes to that thing with bringing a hard truth uh, or a heavy truth over a strawbridge. That relationship will be one where you can bring a heavy truth. And the heavy truth will not break the bridge. So, and again, I'm, I'm making this something for myself as to how I receive that information. Because so quickly, I could have been in pride to say, well, you don't really know what I meant. And I could justify it. And I could be self-righteous. And that is not the way 
that you that that was handled that was not the way it was handled and that is not the way I want you guys to think about it I want to to ha- to make you understand that when we're in this position where we allow people to speak into our lives we must be able to be open for correction we must be able to open listen and then take what they say and weigh it up against God's word because the mentor seed placed by God would affirm what God wants for you. He will speak life, he will uplift, he will build and he will journey with you and help. So um, during this past week I, I had coffee with him and we were sitting at the table and I, it, it was a tough week. It was such a tough week. Um, I told him, listen, I know God told us that we're going to have to adopt 24 children, but I quit. I cannot anymore. Me and God have to renegotiate this number 24 because I cannot continue to live unhappy after this week because we are broken. And he came to me and he said, listen, did you sign up for easy? No. So let's put on our big boy pants. Let's take this matter to the Lord. And let His grace be enough for you. And that is what I needed. I needed to hear that God is more than enough for me. In the moment when I looked at my situation, I didn't feel that the Lord was even close to me. But I was so blinded by self-pity. And all he did was he lifted out that to me and says, listen, you are focused on the wrong thing. Realign yourself. And the things almost like scales fell over my eyes. And I saw the Lord's presence and hand and protection. Um, and that was the pretty much, I would say, the, the landing spot for me with the importance and the urgency of me telling you about the table of support. Because the last thing I want you is to be isolated and by yourself journeying this journey. And God has put guys around you. Now, your inner circle is the guys that is close to you. I think I already said that. Um, my inner circle guys, we run around uh, in the mountain maybe once or twice a week. And we would pray and stand together and have communion and pray. And we pray for one another and we journey with one another. And we call and say, listen, how's it going with your day? I haven't heard from you this week. Is everything okay? What can I pray for? Those are the guys that rally with you. They are the ones that are in the fight. They dads like you and me. And they are in the trenches. They face the same and dodge the same bullets as dads do. So as we journey, the importance of those guys is that We have strength in numbers. God's word says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That's Proverbs 27, 17. And then comes Hebrews 3, 13, where it says, this is the time to encourage each other to never be stubborn or hardened by sinful deceits. And that's pretty much how I felt. I think that I was deceited this week is how I looked at situations around me and I felt so isolated and the scary part was I I have a table around me but God just used those men to make me see how good he is and that is he that he is in control now you would think that this is a inclusive thing 
it's not an inclusive thing. There is not space for everybody at my table. It's an exclusive thing. The table is there for the guys that God put around me that I give the right to speak into my life. And as we as men journey um, with our guys, we need to encourage our wives to visit their table. And how does their support look like? Who are the ones that speak into their lives? Who is the ones that encourage them when they are down? And then it spills over into our children. Our kids will see who we hang around with. Our kids will see who we let into our life speaking, giving advice. The saying is, if you run with dogs, you're going to get fleas. And that is so true. That is so true that we will be influenced by the things we expose ourselves to. And that is the thing with the table of support, is that be exposed by the things God wants you to be exposed to. So open yourself up to the idea of your table. Now, as an introvert, you might have one inner circle friend that is close to you. As an extrovert, I have maybe four seats at my table where I have guys sitting because I've got the capacity to deal with it. So there is no right or wrong. The only wrong here is to not have a table and try and go through this by yourself. The right thing to do is, is that the Lord will highlight every individual that you have to add to your table. And there is seats with mentor, you have a mentee, you have a validator, you have a coach, you have a countercultural friend. Now, countercultural friend does not need to be a black and white thing. Countercultural for my American friends is having a Hispanic friend. If you're from Europe or from Britain, you have a French friend. If you're from France, you have an Italian friend. Life is so complicated. And we make it more complicated by adding the wrong values to it. In South Africa, you could easily say um, it's a black or white thing. But no, English and Afrikaans, South Africans are culturally different, although they're the same. So when you say your cultural different friend is to bridge the cultural barriers that society has built up. And there's no better example than this, the, the story in the Bible about the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan bridged the gap culturally to that Jewish man, and he did what the priest and the Levite should have done. So we have the opportunity to go countercultural and do the things that God set out for us to do. And by you having a cultural countercultural uh, friend at your table, it gives you the opportunity to bridge that gap and to model to others what relationships really look like. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this little bonus episode. I know I went quickly on some things and I rambled on some, but I, I want you to, to catch the heart of it. We must not allow ourselves to be isolated. We have to have our support structure as dads, not only as dads of biologicals or dads of adopted, adoptive and foster children. We must allow ourselves to be supported as dads 
together. Being a dad is not an easy job. We need all the help we can get. Humble and humility. Teachable is the thing that I want for us all. So Lord, thank you for this time. Father, I just pray that every guy that listened to this will truly receive your heart for them. Father, I pray for those who have tables and I celebrate with them. Lord, I pray for the ones that doesn't have tables, that this is the moment that they realize that this is not the place to be alone, that you've called them to be on somebody's table or somebody to be on somebody's table. Father, just thank you for divine appointments as you orchestrate this for our good and our benefit. We glorify you, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Guys, have an amazing time. Till we speak to one another again, God bless you. This is the J127 Podcast.